Welcome to Taurus Talks. I'm McKaylee. And I'm Sophia. And today we have a very special guest with us, Mateo. How's it going, guys? <laughs> and so the very first question we usually ask our guests is, what is your sign? I am an Aries. Yes, we have yes, an Aries, Aries man. man so in do you, the chat. <laughs> do you know what your moon or rising is as well? I'm an Aries sun and a Cancer moon. Yep. Yep. Do you know about your rising though? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, no, I don't, but you can tell me. Oh, I don't know oh, either. I don't know. Because you oh. would have to give me your exact your birth, birth time. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. We can figure that out. Okay, that, yeah. that'll be another day. Yep. Cancer move. So yes. today we are talking about body dysmorphia. Specifically more in men. Yes. Because I feel like this topic isn't really talked about much. So Mateo would be debriefing that for us. Yes. And so. I also wanted to see your guys' perspective too. Oh, okay. okay. I love okay. that. So the first question is, can you give us a general explanation of body dysmorphia? And when did you realize you had body dysmorphia? Yeah, I mean, so there's a general definition of the term body dysmorphic disorder, which is actually a mental disorder. Um, so the definition is a person that is preoccupied with an imagined physical defect or minor defect that others often cannot see. As a result, people with this disorder see themselves as ugly and avoid social exposure. So that's the more medical um, definition, but to simplify it, it's really just the constant perception of yourself as completely different than what everyone else sees. So that it doesn't have to be your physique. It could be, you know, skin imperfections, hair, or like facial features. So it could be anything. Okay. Um, and then to answer your second question, um, I kind of had like sprinkles of it um like throughout my childhood um I don't know if you guys know the story but um when pretty much when I was like elementary school middle school age my mom used to tell me to pinch my nose <laughs> because she thought that it was big and flat and I didn't think it was I was like oh this is just how my nose looks right yeah. and my mom was like when you go to school don't forget to and I'm like why and she's like maybe it'll like fix it it'll make it like pointy and I'm like what why does it need to be pointy for Oh. And so I think that's where it started, but I didn't, obviously I didn't know that it was body dysmorphia. I just thought that like, oh, like, you know, my mom's telling me to do something and I'm going to try to do it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these like issues really stem from childhood. I hear that mm -hmm. as a pattern. Mm -hmm. And then you, cause you, when you're a child, you think, you know, you're just you Yeah. and existing yeah. until someone says something. It's always that. Yeah. Especially growing up now, I feel like it's. Not that it wasn't bad before, but it's definitely social media. Yeah, social media has a big part in it. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. No, yeah. I, and and since it's being recorded on audio, for, to further explain it, I'm Filipino, so Filipinos <laughs> a lot of them have flat, you know, longer flat noses. So that's why you know when it, when my mom saw that it was flat, and she and she doesn't have the flat. She has like a pointier nose. So in her mind, she was like, okay. Like if I can, if I can have a pointy nose and, you know, maybe we can fix him too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't Let's even see. explain how we know Mateo. Oh, Mateo is my brother Noah's best friend. 
Yes. And also our best yeah, friend. Yeah, duh. Hey, now. Hey, now. You don't want to be our best oh, friend? Oh, you don't want to be our best friend? <laughs> no, that was like a, oh, okay, I'll take it. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Is that like slang we don't know? Yeah. <laughs> Is that slang at uh, no UH? <laughs> hey now, hey now, hey now. Yeah. But I um, do have, I do have a couple other things. Oh, wait. To to the, to oh, the I'll answer. add to your. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. To the, to the when did you realize that you I'm asked. sorry. I totally Keep cut you off. Going. We just wanted, we wanted our audience to know how we know you. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. Um, so. I think when I realized that it was body dysmorphia was in high school. Um, and I think that's when I started to get into like lifting and fitness a little bit, just cause it was kind of forced cause I was playing baseball. So they, they would tell us to like track our macros and um, write down our exercises and how many reps we could do and the weight we were going to. Um, and I think that it started to become a constant cycle of when I would see myself like looking stronger, I wouldn't, it wouldn't register in my head. And I would just think that I was the same skinny dude that started. Yeah. And even, even though people were like, oh, you like, you look really good and, and you look at, you've been working out and like, you've been eating better. I'm like, feel like I look the same so I could never really like accept the compliment even though it was really nice to hear you know yeah I see that like you couldn't see the results but other people could yeah exactly yeah that is a big mental yeah not being able to see it for yourself so the next question is how does it affect I didn't know you had no no no. I wanted to ask you what your what your experiences were with body dysmorphia because you know as much as it is important to talk about the male perspective i want to hear you guys hit us the oh, hard that one. was i was not ready for that i was not ready for to talk about Woo. myself <laughs> oh my gosh do you want to go okay i can go first <laughs> um mine is more just like growing up i was always told like you're so skinny skinny queen like it was always and like not that being skinny isn't a compliment to me but like I didn't see myself in that way and like it was hard for me to like accept other people's compliments and then even though like I saw myself a different way and like I don't know it was just a lot of like mental like I keep hearing this but I don't feel this and like yeah that was it was more like yeah Mm -hmm. I understand I, I totally get that like yeah throughout pretty much until I was about 18 years old my every time I'll go to like a family party or like even even just like friends in general they'd be like oh did you like have something to eat today like you look like you lost weight and even though I was already like they knew that I had been like in the gym they would still say that and I would get so pissed off I was like you know that I'm like trying but like you still call me skinny and so the word the word skinny like became such a mental block for me. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I that was not a word. Yeah. I feel the same thing. Like I don't know. Skinny to me doesn't isn't always like a compliment. I just it feels more like or I would get like the you're too skinny and I would just be like 
I'm so confused now. Like, I don't know what I'm yeah. supposed to be. Like, what standards that do you sense. want me to be at? Like, it was a lot of People that. keep on saying whatever, and they just won't let you be. Let me do. They won't let you be. Won't... <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> they won't let you really be your own person, like how things are supposed to be. Like, just be yourself. Or for me personally, it was always like comparing to other people is what I would usually do ever since I was younger. I don't know anybody who really hasn't compared, but you, you have you heard like comparison is the thief of joy. And I feel like that has been me consistently um, up until like high school until, I don't know, at one point you realize, mm, you're always going to be you. Yeah. No matter what you look like, you're, you're not going to be anybody else. Mm -hmm. So why compare? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've still worked through that, especially my junior soft end of sophomore to junior year. Like, I like probably I did gain weight. I know I did. I don't know what it was from. I think it was stress. But like, anyway, weight fluctuates and people who like have something to say, like, why? Like, yeah. what is the purpose of that? Yeah. But then also recognizing people do that based off of their own insecurity. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's so hard. Really big topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I think that with families, especially there, it's like a, it's like an icebreaker for family members. They're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're looking bigger. And I'm like, and it means different things to different people. Exactly. So like if someone said that to me versus someone said that to you, it would mean totally different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they'll say it anyway. Yeah. And they expect you to just be like, oh yeah, you know, I've been eating more. And just <laughs> yeah. with it. You never know like how to yeah. react to it. Yeah. Okay. And so how does it affect your daily life or does it? I mean, I think it really does, to be honest. I had to think about this question a lot um, when you first showed it to me because there's so many little things that I think can be symptoms of body dysmorphia. And I think the biggest thing for me right now is that I avoid shirts that fit. <laughs> Like, oh, that yeah. is a really I was going to ask thing. like clothing wise like yeah, yeah. sorry continue Shoot. like I think like maybe early 2010s skinny jeans were a big thing <laughs> but I you would never catch me wearing skinny jeans now all of my pants are all like loose fit straight fit like I don't want if it's touching my leg if it feels like it's squeezing my leg in any way I don't like it and then shirt, shirts is an even bigger issue because I think I I am a large in shirts, but I don't buy any large shirts unless it's absolutely necessary. I buy everything in extra large. Oh. Because I don't want, like, I don't want people to see my muscles. Do you want to feel, like, hidden in a way? Yeah, I want to feel hidden because... I think it's because I've I've lived so long as a skinny person. Like people are already used to me being that. And I don't want people to be like, oh my God, you changed so much. You know, yeah. I just I feel like it's easier 
for people to just see me the same so yeah. that they don't so that they don't talk to me differently so you know how you said like people making comments and like the compliments will be nice sometimes um what i guess in a way what do you what would you like to hear yeah like or what, what do you take as a compliment yeah kind of kind of I mean, if someone just says, oh, you look really good today, okay. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I like to hear it, even though I might not register it, it's, it's nice to hear. And then if someone says like, um, like, you look like, you look like you've been going to the gym. Or like, how much you lifting now? Like, looks like you've been going to gym for a while. Or like, send me your workout routine. Oh, mm, okay. that's a nice one. Like, so like, I, yeah, 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 go ahead. It's not necessarily that you don't want attention on your body, or is it that you like, you would rather have compliments that don't relate to your body in a way? Like, or something to show that like, you've put in work. Yeah, yeah I guess. not necessarily like how your you body look. looks. I think it's a matter of like, it, there's a line that you can't cross in terms of like, I don't want you to bombard me with compliments. Because <laughs> oh, it's overwhelming. Like, it's just, just give, just one is fine. But then if you keep like saying, like it happens at the gym sometimes where they're like, oh, I like this. I'm just trying to, and then the, I think the worst thing is when people say, I'm just trying to be like you. Wait, wait, wait. But I've heard Noah repeat that so many times. He was like, I want to look like you and you guys are like no i want to look like you <laughs> and you guys are just like kissing each other's butt like going back and forth i'm like whoa 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 i don't know what's happening here. yeah i think that's a it's a general statement that guys that work out use to show that oh you know i respect you i see the hard work that you've been putting in but honestly like i know that i'm never going to look like noah and noah's not going to look like me we have two completely different body types you know, like we put on muscle differently. Yeah. And I don't want him to be like me because there's things about me that I don't like. Like I want to, I want to look bulkier, but it's harder for me to look bulkier than Noah because people that are shorter in stature, not that he's short, he's not, but <laughs> he's shorter than me by a little bit. And so muscle fills out his frame easier than mine. Yeah. And so it's just like our bodies are different. So we have to we have to want to be the best version of ourselves. Yeah. You know? yeah. Exactly. Body types is a very big like yeah, part of this conversation. But yeah. Okay. So next question. Do you think opening up about your body is difficult because you are a guy? I think I mean I want to start off by saying I think it's difficult for guys and girls regardless. Yeah. Open up about their bodies because everyone struggles with different insecurities. You know? Yes. You really caught us off guard when you said, <laughs> how about you? Oh, yeah. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. I'm prepared for that. We were just talking about you. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't going to just sit here and talk about myself all day. We love that. Though. We love that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, but I think as a guy, it's hard sometimes because you want to open up and be vulnerable about, you know, your mental health issues. Um, but there's still a lot of expectations around guys to be, you know, 
hard and macho and deal with our problems internally. Um, and I think there's a lot of progress that's been made in the whole uh, mental well-being um, spectrum because there's a lot of celebrity male celebrities that come out and talk about their mental health. Um, so it is it is an easier topic now than it was. Um, but I, th I still think that showing emotion and being vulnerable is still something that a lot of guys struggle with, including myself. Um, and as a guy, I mean, we want everyone to know that even though we might seem fine externally, there's so many things that we just choose to put away and like bury. And having someone ask us like how we're doing mentally is like, it goes a long way if someone asks us that. Because as men, I mean, a lot of guys do this, but not everyone. They like, they just stash things away because they think it's not important to address. So they just choose to, to leave it and not address it. Yeah. You being here is like a really big step. Yeah. Because remember what we told you? Like a lot of, I mean, guys, we've asked to be on here. We're yeah. Like, oh, I thought that was a joke. They're like, oh, no, I'm you just think kidding. I just, seriously. Yeah. No. But you you being very open and vulnerable is a really big step. And it's really nice. Yeah. And I think it's like good that you're saying that, like how you started with like both guys and girls, it's difficult because, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, I think you're making a point just like talking about it on, yeah. Toys talks very very good thank you for that yeah do you think that do you think it's still difficult for you uh, us yeah. to talk about our feelings yeah. yeah i think it's equally as i mean I, I think it depends on the person and the situation yeah. obviously like there's a lot of factors that go into it but i think it can be equally as difficult yeah. just like you don't expect it from a guy as much i don't know if that's correctly how to word it but just like yeah, help me out. I mean, yeah, you, I, I don't mm, see, I, I was gonna say I don't really check up on my guy friends, but I'm trying to think about it right now. But when I do, some are honest, and then some don't know how to be like, give, like, if you ask a certain guy, they'll be like, yeah, I'm fine, because they unknowingly, they won't be yeah. good. And they don't know how to explain it. Yeah. And the other guys will be like, Oh, yeah, this, this, this give you a rundown. Yeah. You know? I mean, it just depends on how close you are with the person, how vulnerable they are okay with being, and, like, just, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot I of factors. absolutely get that. I think being vulnerable as a guy sometimes is hard, especially people, like, guys our age and girls our age. It's, like, we don't want to – we don't want to burden other people with our problems. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we, if someone asks us how we're doing, we're just like, I'm good. You know, I've been good. I'm fine. But then you really yeah. have to like pry at them for them to like tell you their feelings or yeah. else they're not, or else they're not going to say anything at all. But you know that there's something down there. Yeah. And so I need, I need a non-offensive disclaimer. <laughs> Do you see this mental issue like reoccur within like the typical gym bro? Like you said, like the guys were like, oh, I want to look like you. No, I want to look like you. The gym bros. I think, yeah. you know, uh, um, being somewhat of a gym bro, you know, 
I think it's hard to say because I know a lot of people all over the fitness spectrum. And there's guys that you see start going to the gym and they start becoming super confident in themselves. And they're like, look at me, look at my muscle shirts. And, <laughs> you know, you know, those people, and their whole, their whole aura changes to, you know, I, I'm big now, you know, I, I, I'm confident in myself and I'm willing to show my body off. Oh, because, like the people who want to wear the skinny jeans so you can see their legs. Cause like the yeah, opposite of you. They'll, they'll go, yeah. you'll see him at the gym. Like you'll see, and you'll see him outside the gym too. They'll be wearing tank tops or like fitted shirts or like they'll wear the <laughs> seven inch inseam shorts that like show off their quads. I love those shorts. Do you wear them? Only in the gym, not outside of the gym. Oh, okay. Do you? Wait, actually, I was going to ask if you wear shorts outside the gym. No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you wear capris? (laughs) Um, And also, there's those guys that are super confident. And even though they are really confident externally, they might still have, you know, body dysmorphia and and struggle with seeing themselves as how other people see them. Hmm. But I think that they're a little bit more positive in their approach um, just to daily life. Like they're, they're more accepting of their bodies and more positive about their bodies. Um, and then there's people who start going to the gym and then instantly they find things to nitpick about themselves. Yeah. And I think I lie somewhere in that category because like even though I'll see a general sense of fitness in myself, there's I'm always like I'll like look in the mirror after a workout and then I'll be like, oh, my legs could be better, you know, my shoulders could be better, you know, why is my why is my neck so thin? Mm. You know, there's always something. But I think as as guys, we have to normalize as much body positivity as the women because the women are doing a great job with the body positivity, but we are, I mean, we're trying, you know, I see it, but it's like, we're not, we'll do it in private, but we don't rep it publicly. Yeah. Like yeah. Because I, I feel like a lot of, like you said, a lot of them fake the confidence. So you assume that a lot of the guys have the confidence. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And I think we should 2022 started off, right. We just got to uplift each other. And realize that everybody has different genetics and everyone starts at a different place. So So would you say a lot of your self-talk is negative because of what I'm here? A lot of your self-talk is negative because of your body dysmorphia. Yes. I think I think most of my most of my negative self-talk comes from the fact that I don't think that I look as good as other people might think. You know, obviously I don't know exactly what other people think about me, but I don't think that, I think I hold myself to a standard that is a little harsh sometimes. Okay. Also, I'm sorry for cutting you off so many times. It's because I lose my train of thought really, really, <laughs> really fast. So like, I'm, I had to get it out there. Okay, I'm kidding. It's your turn. Okay. Can you talk about your thoughts on toxic masculinity? Oof. 
a big one. Toxic masculinity, still a huge topic. Um, and I think it goes back to what we're taught growing up. Yes. And everyone grows up in different kinds of families. You know, Asian families are different from American families that are different from Italian families, you know. Um, but as as guys, most of the time, I think we're just taught to be, you know, you hear the term be a man about something. Yes. And, and it's like I hate yes. that term. I no, yeah. Or like when people say, um, grow some balls or something. Yeah. Like all the terms. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when people say that, they usually mean things like don't cry when you're hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. or not to be scared or not to show too much emotion yeah and all those things are super like they are acceptable things they're human you should, yeah yeah exactly you should, you should cry when you're hurt you should tell someone if they hurt you yeah, you know? yeah. crying, is not, crying is not a weakness you know yeah I think the weakest thing you can do is hold everything in. Yep. Yep. Say it again. Say it louder Say for it the louder. people in the back. Like. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say it louder. Doesn't do it. No. The weakest thing we can do <laughs> is bottle up our feelings. Yes! Yeah. You tell them. You tell them. Realize your feelings, everybody, es especially the men, because the men are doing such a bad job of doing it. Wow, yeah. Um, oh, and I think as we get older, <laughs> I feel like I'm not, we're not old by any means, but I've, I feel old sometimes. We're old. Um, yeah, we're, yeah. We're old people in young bodies. <laughs> we have old, we have old people yeah. tendencies. Yep. Okay, go on, sorry. I think the, the definition of it changes as we get older. And I think it starts to get geared towards more of anti-weakness or anti-femininity and yeah like like pushing this idea of violence as being dominant or tough and then personal achievement is like everything this is really good your points are just all the points i had an essay on this and you're just like you're just going through my whole essay with these sentences yep wow and i think the crazy thing about all those things like anti-weakness anti-femininity and then being dominant or tough it's like all those things make you less attractive yeah. as a man to other people yeah yeah and so you know people that you want to like you won't like you because of your toxic masculinity traits Exactly. You know, because of what you just said, I want to share a little story. Yesterday, I was hanging out with Noah and two of his friends and Bianca and Stephanie. And then I was like, as a joke, because I knew they'd take it offensive. They were like, I was like, I'm so glad I'm hanging out with you, like feminine men, because I can't hang out with masculine men. And they got so mad. They got <laughs> so mad. And I was like, whoa, what's wrong with being feminine? And then they're like, oh my gosh, what did you just say? It was so funny. But Noah, Noah wasn't mad. Yeah, he was. No, I, I, I don't think I am friends really 
with anyone that's any guy that's not in touch with their feminine side. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't do, there's so many, you know, living in Hawaii, there's a lot of toxic masculinity because people grow, a lot of the guys grow up in like hard family situations. And so they're just taught to, to, to man up and, you know, fight everybody and stuff like that. Stay <laughs> physical. And I like, and I know the people that I'm friends with here, the local guys, like a select few of them are in touch with their feminine side and they get all of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're not always like, they don't use terms like, oh, don't like you're sus, that's gay. Like they, yeah. they don't use they I don't hate that. those terms. Say it, say it, say it. <laughs> when people are like, that's good. I hate when people say that's good. Why? Are there like like I'll say something and then like the masculine guys will just be like, oh pause, pause, bro, pause. And I'm like, I didn't even I I didn't even mean it like that. Why do you even don't take it, don't take it the wrong way? Yeah. But like why the even the need to say it is my question. Like what is the point? What's wrong with being gay? Yeah, well it's like you're making gay wrong. Yeah. Like And it's not at all. No, no. No. We love. <laughs> we love. Okay, so back into the uh, bodies is more via talk. How does diet culture play into this? Um, so diet culture, for people who are not really familiar with the term, is essentially the social norm um, telling us that there's a right and wrong way to eat and that only certain foods are good for you. And then there's certain foods that are completely bad. So its main focus is promoting low calorie foods to keep a person skinny. So essentially diet culture is skinny is good, big is bad. And this really perpetuates this idea of being cut or lean as healthy because, and and that's not true at all because everyone's healthy at different weights and masses and looks. Like just because someone has a six pack does not mean like their body is functioning at its best. You know, like I learned recently, literally today, this morning, I had a, I had a blood test done when I was um, back at home and the results came out that my like liver was not functioning as good as it should be. And I don't know exactly what the, reasoning for it is but I did like I looked did some research and then I it might have to do with like some of the supplements that I like I it might have to do with the supplements or like too much sodium because the sodium thing is could come from the fact that I'm always looking around for things with protein mm-hmm. and so I'm eating like beef jerky yeah. and like chicken thighs all the time so i have to like season everything sometimes i like over salt things then before my workouts i actually take a quarter tablespoon a quarter teaspoon of salt why because because it's actually proven to help like um hide like help you with your oh retain water retain water yeah oh got it got it got it it's, it's like taking drinking like gatorade that's why like pedialyze and gatorade tastes like salt a little bit yeah yes and so it's just a quicker way than just having a gatorade before i work out but 
but high sodium and high cholesterol is can weaken your um, your liver. So, you know, I might look I might look healthy, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, there's this issue that I have to address, and I think every person feels their best at different body weights, and so having a restrictive diet can lead to eating disorders, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to say that everyone wanting to diet or eat cleaner is that having a healthier diet shouldn't mean that you that you feel like you can't eat what you want to eat. Mm-hmm. Because That's you can't eat what you want to eat, but every obviously everything comes in moderation. You could have I still eat chicken sandwiches and fries and rice krispies, but you know, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Like as long as it fits into your meals and you're not having it every day and you try to li- and you just limit it to once a week or twice a week or something like that, then you'll be fine. So you don't want to restrict yourself from anything just because you think that it's good or bad. Yeah. Like there, there has to be a gray area where you can eat other things other than just kale or spinach and or yeah. chicken breasts. I don't even eat chicken breasts. <laughs> and that's like a running joke that people that go to the gym only eat chicken breasts and rice. Chicken and rice. Yep. Chicken yeah. and veggies. <laughs> like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had kale. I actually saw you eat a turkey leg the other day yeah I I had a turkey leg and I had some I had a uh sweet Pancake. potato casserole oh that sounds Ooh. yummy and I had some mac and cheese yeah no I I'll go in on the on all of those foods <laughs> yeah. um, and and don't cut out things like carbs or sweets completely because you need those nutrients in your body if what your body won't function without carbs so you know i know someone that i don't know for sure i think you know we've been talking about the um it's an eating disorder called orthorexia oh and it's a relatively new eating disorder pretty much it's just someone that is so obsessed with their diet to where they'll cut out complete whole food groups like sugar, carbs, dairy, completely. Like it's different from being vegan or vegetarian. It's like they're obsessive over it. So it like messes with their mental capacity because they're always worrying about, oh, you know, I can't eat this. I can't eat this. You know what? I have to make food for, I have to make food for lunch. So I can't go out, you know, and it, it screws up their day because oh. they're always concerned with what they're going to eat next. Yeah. Yeah. I they hear carbs is just the largest food group that people tend to cut out. Yeah. Because of fear. Yeah. Okay. So what are certain things that make your body dysmorphia better? I think the first thing for me, and I think that everyone that doesn't know that they have it, should really look into becoming more knowledgeable of what body dysmorphia is 
because as soon as I came to terms with, oh, okay, you know, it is a real disorder. And if I have it, I want to know what it is so mm-hmm. I can know what works and, you know, what makes it better, what makes it worse. So I think that like knowing about it is the most important things and knowing your symptoms and what specifically about yourself causes you to have it. Mm. Um, And then also I think talking to other people that, that do have it, you know, you, you don't even know, you don't know if someone has it or not, but as soon as you open yourself up to other people about the fact that you have it, I guarantee you they're going to be like, oh, you know, I didn't know that I had it too, or I know that I have it too. You know, let's talk about, you know, how we can help each other out, how we can lift each other up. And I think that people with bad body dysmorphia are the best complimenters. Oh, (laughs) okay. Because they don't want to, because they're not thinking about, like, they're not positive self-talking. So they give all their positive, like, energy towards other people well Mateo let's start with three nice things about ourselves every day when you wake up in the morning you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and be like say three positive yeah. things say okay like start, start us off um um you really put me on yeah the I really did you really did um we're gonna go around and say one nice thing about yourself so Mateo you're gonna go next Whoa. <laughs> I love that I was fully myself today when I put on my clothes because I'm wearing my PJs. Ooh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Your turn. Oh, go, go, Mateo. Oh, okay. Um, I, I did everything that I needed to do today. And so now my evening is free. That's yes. a good one. I got that is a, a good one. I had a really productive day. You know, I like how we we straight it. We, I said about yourself, like, physical, <laughs> but I, we're not doing that. I really like my hair. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, my hair looks kind of good today. My hair looks good today. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. So I think that'll be really helpful for you, Mateo. I think we should all do that. Yeah, we just really wake should. up in the morning and be like, my hair does look good today. I'm you know? so amazing. I I look amazing today. You're like, Dude. yeah, you look amazing every day. <laughs> Thank you, Sophia. Mateo, you look amazing you, every day. Sophia, you wow. look amazing every day. Thank you. You walk out of your door this, and I'm this, like, this, this is, is a queen a, right this here. Is a queen. Talk to yourself like how Spider-Man yeah. talks to other Spider-Man. Yeah. So we're going to start that. Yes. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> how about how about what makes what makes your body dysmorphia better? What helps you? Honestly, I wouldn't say that I have body dysmorphia. Um, I just feel like I'm conscious about what I look like. I don't know how to say it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. overthinking about it all the time. But some, I'll have bad days, but not every day is like that. Yeah. So, um, honestly, what I just said, having more positive self-talk has helped me a lot. Learned that from therapy and Stephanie my aunt. And that's why I really wanted to share that with you, Mateo, because I don't know if you get up in the morning and say something nice about yourself. I mean, I haven't done that in a long time, but I just, I was reminded. <laughs> it's funny because it, I think it, cause I was talking about this topic the other day 
about how people that when they go to the gym, everyone's motiva motivated by different things. And Noah, <laughs> your brother, Sophia's brother. <laughs> oh gosh. He, I don't like, he's so positive about like going into the gym. He's like, I'm going to be great today. I'm going to go lift some heavy weights so that, you know, I can be fit. And, that's that. and I'm like, there's no, there's no like dark, you know, secret side that. That's beautiful. Know. Yeah. And he's like, no, I just, I'm just trying to look better. You know, I, I, I knew that I, I got kind of big. And so I just wanted to, I just wanted to be fit again. And I, I wanted to get my abs back. And I was like, that's great because, <laughs> because mine is not even close to that. Like, I think, I think he gets up in the morning and has positive self-talk. And you're going to start that today or tomorrow. Yes. I get up in the morning sometimes. I've been, I've been a little bit better. So I, I meditate. I try to, I do meditative breathing. So nice. In the morning. <laughs> snaps, snaps, snaps uh, from the um, I try to do it in the morning uh, after I eat breakfast before I go to the gym, because I think, it's important to center yourself at the beginning of the day so that, you know, it, it's a good start to your day. If you're not like your mind isn't everywhere and you're kind of present in the moment, you know, thinking about, you know, I can control the things that I can control and everything that's out of my control should not be things that I worry about. So good. Mm-hmm. And that was a recent discovery for me is like, you know, I, it, it is a little bit off the topic of body dysmorphia, but um, well, we can have another discussion about this, but like anxiety. Yes, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> body dysmorphia are like hand in hand. Yep. So it's like something that helps a lot is telling myself, you know, I could be anxious, but am I safe? am I okay in the current moment? Like, yeah. Cause if you're safe, then that's all you could really want in that moment. Like there's no danger to you. Mm -hmm. So just thinking to yourself, am I okay right now? Like, you know, in my environment, am I okay? Mm -hmm. And then that's it. That, like, that's just it. That's very good. Like a grounding techniques or like looking around you and being like, that's a refrigerator. And I'm living, I'm breathing. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, exactly. And to get back to the body dysmorphia. So the my motivation in the gym sometimes is not necessarily as positive as it should be. You know, obviously it's not, it's not, it's not bad to go into the gym a little angry, you know, to work off some stress and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think I got to a point the beginning of or the end of the summer and then the beginning of the semester where I was like, you know, super negative about everything. I would drive, I would be mopeding to the gym and I would just be angry, just super angry and be like, she gave up on you. She doesn't care about you. <laughs> I feel like I've seen TikToks about this. 
And I see so many. I see so many. many, This is comeback season. Yes, yes. And it's there's so many vengeful gym goers. Working arms because I couldn't hold it. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. And I would just think that all the time. Like wait, so is that your motivation some days? Some days, some days it's I think most days it's can I I'm proving all the people that doubted me wrong by coming today. You know, I've heard this as a common theme. So your motivation is anger. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on it, but it's we're still we're still in the process of having a more positive mindset and it's not something that happens overnight it's it's a you have to make a conscious effort every single day to be like okay you know you could you could you could be angry but also you know it's a great it's a great day to be better yeah yeah so some days it's like haters are my motivators type beat (laughs) but it's a beautiful day outside so let's not be mad exactly (laughs) like the rest of your day has to be is going to be good so let's not start it off bad i have a question so yeah. after you're like done with the anger and like you're done with your workout does your mindset change or are you still in like an angry like <laughs> <laughs> oh we're done we're done but i'm so mad it depends on what kind of text messages i get during my workout oh, <laughs> oh my gosh okay. okay i think after after i finish my workout I've worked off all of the all of the anger in my body and I'm just tired. So I'm like, okay, now I'm like hungry. And then I forget. <laughs> okay. And then that's I forget good. why I was angry. Okay. Short term memory. That's good. So I feel like we touched on this a little bit before, but would you say the body dysmorphia in men differs to women? Like obviously you're not a woman, <laughs> but or would you compare them to be almost the same? Um, I think in the broader sense, it's relatively the same in that both men and women with body dysmorphia have an extreme amount of self-image issues. And I think that women have done a lot better of a job of being more body positive about themselves and other women. And with men, there's still a lot of underrepresented guys out there that <laughs> you have a question yeah if because... you didn't know Sophia was raising her sorry hand. <laughs> it's because I was gonna lose my train of thought but let's talk about in a sense you say women are better for the acceptance which I totally agree on but the the topic about a dad bod those are very hot in and all that those are like in or whatever and like a mom bod is like after pregnancy or whatever right Mm -hmm. and like usually it's people telling women like oh when are you gonna get back in shape when are you gonna like but when they just birthed the child but while this dad with a beer belly is like (laughs) oh yeah he's just a dad yeah like i feel like that's a very big thing no it's it's super different with that because dad bods it's a lifestyle choice mom bods it's like you just had a baby so what um so i mean i don't 
I do hear the terms mom and dad bod being thrown around. And I wanted to ask you, like, honestly, because I see this asked a lot in videos and such is like dad bod six pack. I really don't care I don't what either. somebody looks like. I, I, like, I like a guy that is confident, well, personality, <laughs> yes, but just like confident in their own body. And like, that's a big thing for me where it's just like, I don't care how you look. I think you look amazing no matter what. So like, I want you to see that kind of. Mm -hmm. Same thing for me. Like, I've never really cared what I've, somebody yeah. looks like. That's great. We need more people like you. <laughs> Why? Oh, on that note, do you have a preference? Yeah, do you have a preference? <laughs> do I have a, a preference in dad bods or six packs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that too, I guess, but like for women. <laughs> oh, and women. No, I. Yeah, there, there was a wrong answer. Was a... I was going to kick you off if you said it. <laughs> we were going to end Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just think that with, with having come from being really 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 skinny to come into this point where i'm a little bit more filled out it's like i can i can i can relate more to being on both sides of the spectrum where it's like i feel really skinny and then in high school after i stopped playing baseball i got kind of big and so i think wherever someone is their happiest like weight wise is is what I want for them. I am a super huge supporter of people that have been fit all their lives and they never got a chance. Like they were like wrestlers or football players or whatever. They've been doing it since they were kids and they never got a chance to just like let loose a little bit and just eat what they wanted to eat and live how they wanted to live. And then like me seeing them later on and they like they like put on healthy weight and i'm like this is great this is fantastic yeah. i i love i love healthy weight i love i love weight in general this i think it's great for anyone like that wants that that feels like they're healthier heavier or healthier lighter like everything is everything is fine everything is great great answer everyone just be you yep just be you. Okay. Oh, I think it's, it's my question. Sorry. Sorry. Kelly wasn't on top of I it. I wasn't on top of it. No. <laughs> what is a piece of advice that you would give to someone who struggles with body dysmorphia? Mm. Two things. There's two things that I think are super important for people with body dysmorphia. One, open up to your close friends and your family because those are the people that are going to offer their support to you and they're not going to judge you and call you like vain or self-obsessed because you're always talking about how your body looks like crap and they're going to be like okay you know i hear you but let me offer some advice let me offer some some unbiased um my unbiased thoughts on what you've said and so they're really, they're really just there to help you. And I think opening up to them is the first biggest thing that you can do. And I know, I know that goes back to uh, toxic masculinity and how yeah. it's hard for us sometimes to open up 
but I mean, you've been around these people for a long time, your best friends and your family members, you, they've been there forever. So I think just like with anything else, just like if you're struggling with a relationship or um, mental health or physical health or anything, like talking to them is what's going to help because keeping it to yourself and just self-deprecating all the time is only going to hurt you. So, yeah. Um, and then the second thing, and I learned this pretty recently was celebrating all your small victories. Mm, that's a big one. Yeah. I like that. Um, whether it be in the gym or you get a new haircut or, you know, you lose some stubborn belly fat or whatever fat you there was and it, you see it's like going down or something. I think every win is super important. And I think celebrating them can help you get into a lot more of a positive mindset because it like it doesn't matter what it is if you're if you're more positive about the things that you do daily and you're like hey you know i i did this today that i didn't do yesterday or i saw something in myself today that i didn't see before it's just gradual steps to getting to a point where you're a lot more positive in yourself as a whole. Yes. And on that note, would um, what support would you love to have from your friends and family? Like, you know how, you know, commenting on specific things, like the over compliments you said, it makes you uncomfortable, but what support really helps during for the for body dysmorphia? Um, I mean, I think just, just having someone to listen and I mean, there's obviously other ways to get support too. If it's to a point where you don't think that your family or friends are helping you, then I think that going and seeing a therapist, um, or a psychologist would, you know, would be helpful for you. And going to see a therapist is not bad. And I don't like a lot of people see therapy as, oh, there's something really wrong with me or like therapy is only for people that are, that are really crazy or have real issues. Like, like you could just go to therapy if you, like, if there's a little issue yeah. that you want to resolve. Yeah. And especially if it's something lingering, like body dysmorphia, mm -hmm. it's like, if you go see a therapist and talk to them about the same things that you're talking to your family about, then, you know, they have a more professional opinion on what on how to help you or in a way my question was how would your family be supportive like what would you not want them to say but what comforts you in a way like yes opening up about it but mm -hmm. like in a way i remember you telling me noah like was telling you no you don't have body dysmorphia no and he was like denying it right yes. but that isn't helpful for you <laughs> so <laughs> what would you have wanted to hear instead i guess I mean, how to be supportive. Instead of, instead of saying, no, you don't have it. Like, <laughs> like, let's not, let's not try. To, <laughs> let's not, I'm let's not gaslight people, you know? Um, and let's just, if someone tells you that there's something that they don't like about themselves or they're uncomfortable in their bodies or whatever, I think the best thing that we can do 
is just it's I don't I don't really know exactly how to like phrase it, but just be present with them mm-hmm. and and hear them out completely before saying anything back and being as non-judgmental as possible, I think is the best thing. That's a big point. So if you catch yourself thinking like, oh, why would they say that? That's dumb. Like they don't look like that. Or, you know, what they're saying is not valid. Like, you know, they shouldn't feel that way. Let's just like stop ourselves right there and be like, okay, you know, if they really do feel this way, then what, like, how can I, how can I offer my, you know, my positivity to them so that they could see themselves better? Yeah, that's nice. So any last thoughts, Mateo? Yeah, do you have any, any questions, questions or any comments? I mean, body dysmorphia is such a huge issue, you know, for myself, men and women. And I think that having like having conversations like this, because I don't see a lot of of content out there for mm-hmm. for body dysmorphia, especially with people our age, like people are scared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that everyone that hears this, you know, gets something positive from it and takes something away that they didn't know before. Yeah. And it's it's crucial to have both the female and male perspective on it. So yeah, yeah it was it was great talking to you guys about it. Yes. Thank you. Also, yeah. would you like to tell them about the podcast you'll be starting? Yeah, I mean, so the podcast, I'm a I'm starting it this weekend. And the title of it's gonna be called Four Years Running. Um, it's just referencing college and how I've been here for a while and you know the experiences that I've had um throughout college have shaped me into what I am today and you know all of the the ups and downs of relationships and friendships and classes and being so being a whole six hour flight away from home and not being able to see family and all that so it's going to cover like college life and just being being an adult and having to do adulty stuff, even <laughs> there's things, you know, at heart, I like, I still feel like I'm a kid sometimes. And so the transition is really hard. And I just want to share my, you know, my perspective, and I'm going to have guests on every week. And they're going to share their thoughts and their perspective and their stories. So it's really just going to be a story time with different topics about, you know, and hopefully we can offer some advice and tell some fun stories and make some people laugh. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I love that. Are we excited? So, yeah. We'll put your link or your Instagram or wait, you don't even have Instagram. We'll put something. I do, I do, I do. I brought it back. Oh, you do? Now has Instagram. Oh, you now has Instagram. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll link you so people can reach you. Yeah. I'll link you guys on my YouTube. Yes, we love it. We love it. (laughs) And thank you for talking to us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And that'll be it. Thank you. Peace, guys.